All right, guys, how you doing? Uh, welcome back to the Ryan Dunstan podcast, where it's from Humble King. Uh, wanted to, and I have my wife here with me, Patrice Dunstan. Please say hello. Hello, everyone. So, uh, you know, we've been. Um, how you feeling? How you feeling? What, you, how, what do you think? How you think these things are going thus far? I mean, we did, we did the first uh, episode uh, with uh, anger, if I'm not mistaken, and then we did failure. Uh, failure. Yep. Right. And I think we're going into we're, we're in sync, but we're going in, in a particular order. I uh, wanted to talk to you guys about failure first. Just I mean, excuse me, anger first, because uh, you're going to meet that emotion. Uh, and I know I have anyway. Uh, I met that emotion time and time again during my uh, transformation, and which is just simply me becoming a better man. Um, but that. I had to experience and and uh, deal with anger in a couple of different ways. Uh, you know, every level that I got on uh, turned into something else. So I was constantly meeting anger. So I felt it was appropriate to talk about that emotion first, given the fact that I've had my most, I've had the most trouble with it, uh, experiencing anger from all different vantage points right from from myself angry at myself at times angry at my failures at times uh angry at you my wife at times angry at my circumstances where i came from at times angry at my own habits habits that i got from other people angry at those people for not doing away with those habits before i even you know knew i had them right mm -hmm. you know wondering why they didn't choose to break those chains before it got to me uh but all of that was percep per you know, perception. How did I perceive it? How, how you see it holds the, holds the moment, right? Uh, but what did you take away from, from uh, anger? Or, or do you think that is an emotion for you as you experience, uh, which is going to be our topic for today, change? I feel like my anger comes out in the form of frustration. What else? Um, for the most part, when I get angry, it doesn't, it's not a prolonged feeling. It's mm -hmm. like I'm angry in the moment and I allow myself to process, let it go. For men, it ain't that easy, I don't think. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but for men, it's not that easy. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, of course, and, and again, I don't want to get too deep into that just because we've already shot an episode on anger. But at the same time, um, anger could be expressed in different ways, too. I mean, right? You can yeah. reserve yourself. You can quit. You can try to do something different all over. Or you can suppress it, boil over it, and it comes out in a different situation. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. You know, burying itself and then it growing roots. But um, but I felt like I wanted to do the first, the first talk about anger first, right? And then I wanted to talk about failure. Uh, and I wanted to talk about failure next because uh, failure will also be uh, one of those... <laughs> One of those things that talks to you as you continue to transform into a better you, right? And um, with me, I found myself in a season uh, where uh, I was failing at a lot of different things, um, you know, which was frustrating, causing a lot of anger. Because, again, I had to break those habits, right, mm -hmm. in order, to, uh, in order to, to win, in order to figure out how to change, right? So those failures, they, they, they taught me um, that... You know, there's some things about me that I need to change in order to experience wins, success, movement forward, right? How you interpret your failures, right? How do you allow failure to minister to you? How do you allow failure to speak to you, you know? And are you allowing the verbiage of failure to penetrate your walls mm -hmm. that you have up, right? 
And it takes humility, which is why I had to get away from that anger mm-hmm. so that I could listen to failure, listen to what it was saying about my mistakes, listening to failure about what, you know, I needed to do in order to become a better me. So now we're on to change. And um, change is difficult. What do you think? Absolutely. But um, I feel like it's a good transition because oftentimes when you experience failure in order to not keep repeating the same thing over and over again so you don't keep failing, you have to implement change. Yeah. I, I think that when we talk about it, though, I think that when we speak about change, we don't necessarily give it its full uh it, it, we, we don't we don't truly truly analyze what change really demands of us mm-hmm. right i mean if con- i'm sure cognitively we understand the definition of it um but do we underestimate what goes into it in order for it to to manifest in your life oh absolutely i believe we all do because it's easily easily to, it's easy to point out the changes that others need to make, <laughs> sure. but it's harder to see them within yourself. Yeah. So we often do underestimate, like why can't they just do this and change this? Why can't they do that? And it's like, well, why can't you do it? Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so listen, I experience. Yeah. So listen, when you when you experience failure and you get angry at it, right? Now it comes time to actually change the behaviors. The behaviors in order to become who you're trying to become. And um, change is hard, man. I know people say that. And I don't, wanna, I don't want to overly express how hard change is because I don't want to scare anybody away from it because there is a better outcome. Change right? is necessary. Right. You are going to want, eventually, once you get past all of this, right, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but eventually, I know we talk about change and anger and, and all of that stuff in a bad way. But it's all good for you. It just doesn't, it, you know, your feelings don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but, but you're going to, you're going through the change. You'll, you'll, you'll morph, right? You'll morph into this individual who absolutely want to do the things that that new you has to do in order to continue to, to thrive and succeed and win and, and excel mm-hmm. and grow. I think that it's just, it's not us yet. So we're, when, when, we, when we experience the change up front, it's like, this is everything that I'm not. But that's mm-hmm. the point. Right. The, the point is for you to become whatever it is you have to become. It's a metamorphosis. For, exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that when we say you got to change, it all we really see is, oh my gosh, this is completely, you know, overwhelming, anxiety sets in, fear of the unknown, angry at, you know, the fact that you're not where you need to be that's a that's hard all in itself opening your eyes to whatever goal you're trying to accomplish and when you come up short you you what our number one thing that we do is blame others Mm -hmm. Um, it's hard to to really take that look at ourselves to see how or what it is we need to do differently Mm -hmm. you know we take that failure so hard uh, where it delays the change needed, right? And sometimes those changes, although difficult, are small, small things, small things that we need to incorporate, small things we wanted to jump over. I think one guy once told me, uh, change isn't anything uh, great. It's, 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 it's one great thing after, and it's one small thing that you do great after another, mm-hmm. which builds that, 
you know, that that manifestation and reality that people get a chance to see the end result of, but don't necessarily get a chance to see your process and what you have to go through uh, and change. And I think that that is the heart, the shock. That's the shock. When when you when you when you fail, you experience your anger, and now you're shocked to know, I can't believe I wasn't this guy. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I wasn't this woman. Like jumping into a pool that's ice cold water, and your body just gets that jolt. Right. <laughs> that is exactly how it is. Mm-hmm. Right. But then once you start swimming, you get used your to the body water. Gets used to the water. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is. If I had to use an analogy, that's a great one. Uh, we just came from water country and, I, you know, trying to get into that water. Almost <laughs> when the kids would splash around you, you're like, oh, my gosh, that yeah, feels like. that out. Right. right. <laughs> like you're getting shot right. almost. <laughs> <laughs> right. But that is exactly how change hits you. Mm-hmm. Right? It hits you just like that. Either you jump into it or you feel like you're getting electrocuted every time it's splashing. Right. On you. And the more the slower you ease in, the colder it feels. You yeah. just got to get in yeah. there. Yeah. So. All right. So now that we know change is hard. I guess analyzing why. Why is change so difficult? Because it involves self-reflection, and a lot of people have a hard time reflecting on self. Why do you think that is? Why do you think? It's harder to see the errors in yourself. It's easier to see errors in others. True. No doubt. Right? But taking others away from this conversation. Mm -hmm. Why is it so hard for us to turn the mirror onto ourselves? Because we don't think anything's wrong with ourselves. There's nothing wrong with me. It's everybody else. That's why you point the blame at everybody else. I don't need to change everything. I'm doing is just fine. Until you're the only one in your corner and you're trying to figure out why things not working out for you. And you're like, oh, it is me. There's some things I need to change within myself in order to make this work. Yeah. Yeah. Because that change comes with a lot, although most people don't understand it. Right. You can be just simply trying to you can you can be simply trying to make, let's say, a young kid in, in high school just found out how to play basketball. Right. And now he's trying to make it to the league because he loves it, fell in love with it and all of that. But the, looking at the end result and getting to the end result is two totally different things. So once this kid tries to start to do the things he needs to do in order to get to the NBA, he starts to experience limits in himself, right? But first off, number one, we, he, if he, that guy's going to have to take a look at himself and see who he is now in order to become what he can become, his future, his future self. And he needs to see and recognize his own potential. Yes. But it, it, getting you to just simply step number one is self-reflection, getting mm-hmm. you to look at yourself. Most don't. Mm-mm. And we all have blind spots, no doubt. Right. So most some of us can't see where we need the error, which is why I, I believe uh, and this will be a future episode for us, a conversation on covenant, right? Why why a relationship is important, why two is better than one. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll get to that another time. But you know that that if I can get people to to understand that in most cases, our our number one action or our number one the number one thing that we do before. Um, you know, we look at ourselves as try and blame others, even when no one else had anything to do with the failure. Mm-hmm. I know for myself, there were times where, uh, you know, I would fail at certain things and, and, and just like, man, I, it's hard for me. I don't know how to break this habit. 
Mm-hmm. And then because you, you, in those moments, you are experiencing what, what you once considered to be a limitation for yourself. As you can, as you, as, as that burning desire to, to accomplish that goal continues to burn within you, you find it in yourself to cover the gap, right? And for me, that's spiritual, mm-hmm. you know? I, I'm I'm a Christian, so for me, um, that's the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. That is Holy Ghost. Uh, it's a spiritual, um, you know, benefit to to to, and and you tap into that in order to get to where you didn't think you were going to be able to go, mm-hmm. right? And but it's still me at the end of the day, you know. And you find out, you know, through whatever route or whatever, uh, you know, whatever whatever motivated you. Right. For me, I'm using my faith mm-hmm. to get through some of those gaps. But for some others, meditation, whatever, you know, whatever you feel like you have to do. But you're still learning something about yourself as you obtain that ground, the but ground you, you once to, considered to be a limitation. You have to be open. You have to allow mm-hmm. the, the, the failure, the anger to speak to you. Why am I angry? Have you have you assessed it? Have you thoroughly you know, comb through why you're angry. And then what are you angry at? Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Right. Because nine times because with anger being a secondary emotion, it's the result of something. Right. right. So, you, you know, have to allow yourself to release that anger, process it in order to implement the change, because if you still hold on to the anger, nothing's going to change. And allowing is hard. So allowing the change, allowing the new things to come in right because it's just simply if we can if we could break this thing down right to it just simply being different i need different you Mm -hmm. right i need to let go of of my old habits so if that's coming in in the evening and, and winding down and watching espn as opposed to taking one step to get to your end goal right that's a small habit change that you absolutely have to incorporate you do that every night right i'm not saying you gotta get the world done but if you do that every night, if you do that one thing towards your end goal every night, you know, that small change will eventually manifest into something. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's small changes in ourselves, small habits, small things that we 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 currently want to do. What do we substitute that with? Right. And we have to allow Right. The moment the moment we start to allow the change is the is simultaneously the moment that we start to let go. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you have to you have to get some space in order for those changes to come in. So old things have to be let go of. Mm-hmm. But all of that is hard to do without self-reflection and trying to become knowing, knowing that, you know, in the process of you becoming. It is one of. I would say the hardest step number one is the hardest thing for me. And that's looking at why I failed, why I'm angry and why I need to change. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't I don't necessarily think that I'm going to be able to give a direct answer to it. Uh, But what I will say is you realize it. You realize that it's needed and that comes in different times of, of, of each person's life. It'll be different for you to realize you need a change in a certain area than for me. Uh, but you be- just once you once you're met with the, the desire to change. Right. You just simply want the change more than you used to want the OU. That was the equation for me. 
uh, am I sick of the result that I have? And or lack of result. Exactly, right? Uh, and am I willing to live with this? Mm-hmm. Knowing that you just learned the lesson about yourself. You just learned what not to do. You just got to step closer. But people let the failure and the anger talk to them, I believe, to be in a negative manner mm-hmm. as opposed to a ministering manner, right? We don't analyze those emotions, which makes it hard for us to look at ourselves, right? We don't necessarily uh, like to, we don't, number one, we don't like to change, which means it becomes hard to receive. It becomes hard to allow. It becomes hard to let go. But then you become complacent. Infection, still water if you don't, right? So you, you ultimately come to the moment where you say, all right, I have to do something else because if I don't, I'm going to drive myself insane because I know I don't belong here anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what that becomes. Because you're, you're, the, the very the, the thought to, to attempt something that you saw within yourself that you wanted to bring to life said to you, in one moment anyway at least, yo, I can do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you say that to yourself, you are admitting that you can. And then when you attempt but you fail at it, how do you feel? Or how do you handle that? Do you know how to handle that anger? Do you bounce back from the failure and try something different? Or do you just settle within your failure and be like, I'm not ready to change? But what is the communication with failure? It has to be a certain, right? Because you have to allow it to do not reject it. Because if you reject the failure, you'll blame other folk. You have to take the failure as a direction and redirect it. Yes. Do you allow to speak? Do you allow Move your walls so that so that failure can talk to you, mm-hmm. right? Because it is telling you something. It's telling you something specific, according to what you want to bring into this life. Mm-hmm. So, are you willing to allow the failure to speak so that you can't change? Step number one: the self-reflection. That's always the hardest part, right? Because you're on a new level, and every new level brings new devils. Every new level brings new triumphs, new possibilities, new opportunities. But you're still on level one, right? You're on a new level one. But sometimes that involves whether making changes in yourself and reflecting those who you keep around you as well. Because sometimes you have to change your circle. Listen, and you know what? That's moving us right into my next point, which is, uh, you know, what does or, you know, how honest can you be with yourself about the thing, the failure, you know, the anger, the thing you need to change. Can you be honest with yourself as you as you evaluate uh, what needs to be changed? Mm-hmm. Right. Because you'll mess around and let you'll mess around and only hear what you want to hear from failure. Mm-hmm. I've done that. Oh, I only got to fix this. I'll be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then failure come back. Nope, you ain't get it right. <laughs> right. And then you fail again. And then I'm like, all right, well, let me just fix this and see if it's good. Well, I know for me it was I kept putting school off because I was like, I already got a job. I'm making money. Uh, I, it can wait. And I take a little bit of classes here and I'm like, yeah, it can wait. Mm-hmm. I'm already making money to the point where I was left but no choice where I was like, oh, you got to finish this degree because this job ain't going to be here in six months. You got to figure it out. Yeah. So then I finished and it was like such a self it was like a major accomplishment. Like, I could have been did this. Why mm-hmm. didn't I do this? Because yeah. I kept pushing it off. I got complacent. And I was just like, yeah, I'm good now. I'm all right. Got plenty of money. Yeah. But 
it was time for change and I wasn't ready for the change. So I just settled in what was comfortable. Yeah. And then and when I was left it. with no choice but to change. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said every moment it, it comes different for everybody right. else. Right. The transition, the, the, the thing that sparks your your motivation to get through a certain level of life will be different for everyone. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You know, I, everything you just said, it was was completely accurate. You were, you were right that you were overlooking a timeline that you didn't see mm-hmm. coming. You were overlooking uh, how much time you could spend doing what you have to do. Procrastination. Yeah, mm. yeah I deal with that too. Uh, and then you, once you're once you're cornered, once you've met with the moment, you know, you reach into yourself to do some things. Either you come out fighting or you. Yeah, but that change that that and to to do all of it though. Things needed to happen. Right. You needed more time, which took you away from certain relationships. Mm-hmm. Right? You needed more time to devote to school. Uh, devote, mm-hmm. devote. Right? Devotion. Mm-hmm. We use that. That's in relationships as well. But mm-hmm. you know. But here, you had to devote. You had to take your vote away from what you wanted as mm-hmm. opposed to what you needed. And once you did that. Certain certain things had to come away because everything can't go where you're going. Sacrifice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you do. You have to sacrifice. They say in my religion and in, in, in my faith, you got to kill your flesh. Right. Every portion of your flesh is everything that you don't really need. That's the reason why this body doesn't go with you. Mm-hmm. Right. So a portions of that flesh that you have to kill is how you feel, feelings, emotions. Number two, bad habits. Right. Killing off all your wants, what you want to do as opposed to what you need to do, not knowing that eventually if you keep choosing what you need as opposed to what you want, what you need will actually become what you actually want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And once that happens, the changes is easy. But you got to get to that point first. Right. Because after that, you'll be like, Yo, I didn't even know I liked focusing or studying. I didn't even know I liked stretching myself or getting into difficult, you know, uh, positions to fit to figure out how to be. Or get into hard situations to, to conquer them, mm-hmm. right? You or know? even working out for that matter. <laughs> Wait, yeah, go ahead. Talk about it. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like something that my body craves. And if I don't do it, I feel like I've missed a major part of my day. Yeah. So it's just like at first I was like, eh, I don't work out. I just eat a salad. Yeah. I don't got to work out. I just won't eat that those potato chips. Yeah. But now I'm getting older and my metabolism slowing down. And I'm seeing all the health issues that my parents and my relatives have. And it's just like, oh no, I gotta do better. Yeah. Cause this is genetics. Yeah. Like I've gotta do better. And but now that I'm doing it, I like doing it. Yeah. Because I've started to implement that change. And what is it? You only have to do something fifteen times before it becomes a habit. Twenty one I think like it is, right? Well whatever it is. Twenty one. It's become a habit. Whatever yeah. the number is. Yeah. So it's like and when we were on vacation and we weren't doing it, I was like, I gotta count my steps. I gotta be doing something. I gotta be active. So it's like, but it's a change that I didn't want to make that I felt like would be a negative, but it's not a negative. Like, it's all in perception. It does so many things for not only your mental health, but your physical health as well. But get deeper, right? Because what is it? You, you, I hear you say, I'm telling myself, I'm telling myself, I'm telling myself. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about those hard talks with yourself. When you when you fight it's like and self motive, like I gotta motivate myself, self motivation. And, and that's the that's the, but but what's the honesty in it though, right? Because most people are overlooking the fact that when you tell yourself, "Yo, I don't need this snack. I need to go exercise," you are literally talking to yourself 
fighting my inner demons. Yes, you're killing <laughs> off that flesh. You bet. Right. That's the hard talk, right? You have to be honest, right? You have to be honest with yourself, now, right? When it comes to now, you know, you you come in here every night and waste two, three hours on Sports Center. Mm-hmm. What you finna do? What you finna do next? What you finna do other than that? Mm-hmm. Is what's the honesty? Talk to yourself about, you know. Come on, you now you know this ain't helping us right now, mm-hmm. right? Talk to yourself in that moment that you want to procrastinate. Talk to yourself in that moment that you want to grab that hamburger, right? Don't do it all in one. Don't do it all in one one choice. Do it choice by choice. Do it one small choice by one small choice, you know. But you in order. But, but are you saying to yourself, uh, you know, I worked out this morning. This snack ain't. This snack ain't gonna hurt me. No. Because I felt like that would have been a regression. That would have not helped me in any way, shape, or form. But what I did do was I started working out like two days a week. Then I increased it to three days a week. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm up to like six days a week. So it was just like I started slow. I didn't automatically tell myself, I'm going to work out for an hour for seven days. That ain't me. So (laughs) what I did do was I started with like 10-minute increments, and then I increased it. And then I was up to like 30 minutes a day. You and fast. Now, you you did a fast too. You did a thirty. You did a what? Four, forty day. Forty fast. day fast. Yeah, that was hard. But my body felt so much better after I did it. Yeah, but I want to talk about the choice to do it. Right. The choice to do it. I mean, in those moments, you absolutely had to say no to some of your favorite things. You know what's funny is I felt like I had more willpower within my fast uh-huh. than I do not being within my fast. Yeah. Oops, sorry about that. And I feel like now, because I am up to working out six or seven days a week, I'm like, eh, let me get a small bag of chips. Yeah. I can work. Whereas before, when I was working out less, I held back. Mm-hmm. So I need to, maybe I need to fast again. I need to get back <laughs> in my, my, my change. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you are. You are. You, you have more control over your your moments mm-hmm. when you when you have com- command over your wants flesh mm-hmm. over your feelings flesh over your flesh mm-hmm. every over every portion of you that wants to do everything or anything other than being a better you uh the choice for me i had i did a fast as well and for me i kept telling myself that small things matter every day small things matter small things matter small things matter and you know, adopting that mindset during the fast over 40 days, even now, right? That fast is two months old now, but I'm still saying to myself, small things matter. Small things matter. I got to do this small thing because mm-hmm. this will matter, right? And just trying my best to get into the details of it all to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely doing everything in my power to... Um, to change mm-hmm. and you know it's not easy the, there are days where you get frustrated there are, but you have to talk to yourself during those frustrations you know ask yourself the hard questions why am i feeling what i feel mm-hmm. right don't deny the feeling allow yourself to process allow that. yourself to talk process through it why what is it that i'm feeling what i'm feeling right and you can't control other other hum, human beings so taking their portion of of whatever that was taking that away that scapegoat not necessarily a scapegoat because look you know some people do hurt you and some people do do it uh and are not sorry Mm -hmm. some people 
don't even know they're hurting you when they're hurting you. But you have to move on and not expect an apology. Yeah, but moving, but you, there's a way to do it. Right. Right? So talking to yourself about it, taking the other person's actions away from it, you know, what is it that you specifically can do to better this particular moment? Mm-hmm. Um, because those secondary emotions will pass. Anger is not who you are. Failure is not who you are. It's just what you, it's, the failure is just what you presented and demonstrated. You know, the failure, excuse me, the anger is what you pre- presented and demonstrated. The failure is the result of the small things you didn't do. So, you know, are you having that hard talk with yourself in order to incorporate that change? That's going to be the key component in you literally becoming a, a new you. You know what I mean? Uh, but that's actually that's taking us to our time limit. I think that um, you know, number one, and and this will be again. This is part one of change. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna pick this up next week, and we're gonna talk about change. Um, you know, the results of it, the benefits, right? Because today, I think I think you know what we were able to analyze was uh, why some of us can't change. Right. Because we're not looking at ourselves, not being honest with ourselves. Why is it so hard to change? Right. Why is it so difficult to look at ourselves? Right. And why are we so angry at what we see? Um, You know, and and just thoroughly going over all of that, I think, is uh, one therapeutic. uh, But then, two, uh, I want most of most of you all to know um, that as difficult as change can be, you're going to love who you become more than you had more than you love the individual you had to walk away with. I mean, wait, walk away from. So just remember that when you don't want to change. But that takes faith, mm-hmm. honestly. All right, guys, this is the Ryan Dunstan podcast. Words from my humble king. Uh, this is part one of change. And we will see you guys next week with part two of change. Thank you for listening. I look forward to you guys joining us next week. Thank you. Have a good week, everyone.